When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hey, you may already be familiar with certain tools that some people use to help understand themselves and to understand other people maybe that they work with or other people in their family that they're dealing with. You know, some of the things like the Myers-Briggs profile or DISC from a communication perspective. And, you know, lots of people use these and they're ways for us to help know ourselves better and know the other people that we're working with or dealing with so that we can actually relate better. Well, today I'm talking to Stephanie Elias about another one called human design. And this is another way for us to help get to know ourselves better. It's something I don't know a whole lot about myself, so I'm excited to jump in and talk with Stephanie today. So if you want to get to know yourself better, make sure and whatever you do, listen to this entire episode and see if human design is something that resonates with you. So with that, let's roll that episode. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, and you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader, and now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get started. All right, Stephanie. Well, welcome. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm very well. Thanks, Jason. You know, it's um, this is this is one of those. I'm I'm excited for this discussion because I'm a curious learner. I always like to learn new things, and I know I've heard a little bit in kind of the fringes about human design. So I'm excited to learn more about what that actually is. And to kind of hear your story, um, because you know I, I know that it's 
it's made a big impact in your life um, and want to see, you know, how it can maybe make a big impact in my life or life of other people who are listening as well. So, so maybe just to start off with, give us all a little context as to, you know, what was going on in your life and then you found this thing called human design what is it and how is how it's actually helped you sure um so i discovered human design i'm gonna say it's like six or eight months ago and i'd seen it you know online here and there uh, but i never really looked into it and when i finally did I was amazed and astounded, and I felt um, I felt very seen and heard and validated because um, I'm there's five different types in human design, and I'm one of the types that's less rare. So I felt like like uh, like someone was telling me all about myself, but this person didn't know me. So that's what it was like for me. Well, so it's interesting because you say you felt seen, heard, and validated, right? And I and I know, you know, for myself, lots of other people I've talked to, a lot of times we feel like people don't get me. I'm weird. I'm different. I'm whatever it is, right? There's something wrong with me because I'm not like everybody else. Right. Is it, so that's kind of how it, it sounds like you were kind of feeling. Right. But this helped you. How did this help you be feel seen and heard and validated more? Um, well, I, I went very deep into my own type and um, I discovered like unconscious things that when I when it was brought to my awareness, then it then it resonated. So it's like I learned so much about myself that I didn't even know. I don't know if that answers the question clearly. Well, but so, so I guess then maybe by learning more about yourself and having it resonate, it made you feel more comfortable being yourself and that it was okay to be who you were and is that, is that kind of where you're going with that or? Yeah, and, and to realize like my own uniqueness and, and that it's safe and that it's okay to be authentic, to be weird, right? Just to do me. And in realizing that, you realize that every other single soul on the planet is exactly, the created in that same unique way. And, and it helps when you can see that you yourself are that way, it helps your relationships with your family and your friends and your coworkers and your enemies and anyone to, because you realize that they are also designed in this unique way. And that's sometimes where um, like problems can come up in relationships because there's friction, right? Cause we're, cause we're different. 
Well, then we that's... want the other person to be like us, right? Instead of instead of celebrating their own uniqueness and allowing the, them to be themselves. Exactly. Yeah, because I think that's where a lot of the friction comes in most of our relationships, right? Right. And I realize that our relationships are like a playing field for growth, for evolution, when we can see um, the uniqueness of everyone. Well, it, it, it just makes more peace in, in your heart, in your life, in your relationships. And so much more expansion. Yeah. Well, and so 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 let's let's talk a little bit about this because I I know again you know a lot of people probably aren't familiar with this, right? So in the business world, I used Myers Briggs, DISC, you know, some of these different kind of profiling tools, if you will, right? So. So, you know, if, if somebody's kind of familiar with those, right, you go, usually you kind of answer some questions, you do some different things, and then you kind of get a report, right, that, that shows you what your type is, right? And, and I think that's a term that human design uses as well, right, is type. Yes. So, we'll, so when, we're when we're using that term, folks, you'll know what that means, right, is your type. So like for, you know, for me, for Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ, which is a rare thing, <laughs> which again, probably kind of like you, you know, when I found that out, I'm like, huh, only a few percentage points of the people are this, right? So yeah, that's why I'm a little different than most people, right? But as I would go through and I, and I read the information about what an INTJ was, it resonated with me. And it's like, oh, that's why I do those things. That's why I'm this way. That's why I'm a contrarian sometimes, right? And, and why I'm a little bit of a rebel is because yeah. I just think different or I am a little different, right? So, so how, does, how does the, you know, just so people can kind of get a context if they've gone through one of those other ones, what do you do in, in human design? Is it the same kind of thing or... How, how does that work for you to be able to find out what your type is? So human design is not a test that you take. It is, human design is the, is like an energetic map of you. It's where the sun and the earth and the moon and the planets were located at the time you were born and 88 degrees before you were born. And it takes those two energetic snapshots and it overlays them and it gives you your body graph so there's the unconscious which is the 88 days or the 88 degrees before you were born and then the conscious is the snapshot of like the universe the planets at the time that you were born and so like it's not a test that you take it just is Okay. <laughs> so you would get information about where you're born, time, date, things like that. And so it's, it's really kind of a melding. You know, I talked about the, the Myers-Briggs disc, right? This is, this is more kind of like an as astrology sign, if you will, right? So other people, you know, people are probably familiar with horoscopes, the astrological signs as well, right? So if you're already kind of familiar with that, 
this, it sounds like, goes into a lot more depth than just what a horoscope might, right? Is that right? Yes, human design is it combines several systems. It uses astrology, it uses the tree of life, it uses the I Ching, and it also uses um, the chakra system. And it takes all of that together. To be able to give you a, a better a better picture of what's going on now. Right. So, so again, some people might, I mean, I know about astrology. I don't talk a lot about it on this podcast, but let's, let's just talk about it too, right? Because, you know, again, sometimes people are, they'll look at it and they'll go, oh, that's just, right? I don't believe in astrology. Well, you know, the same thing for me when I read the characteristics or the things about an INTJ on Myers-Briggs, when I do the same thing for my astrology sign, which happens to be Leo, I'm a Leo. Mm -hmm. And when I read information about Leos, damn, it's spot on, <laughs> like of, of who I am, right? And, and who I feel like I am. And so I'm sure, you know, people that have been listening at some point, you probably kind of, you know, poked your head in a little bit or read the horoscopes on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. And and you can probably relate or identify with some of those things. It's the same kind of a thing with this, right? I mean, as you were describing feeling like you were seen, heard, and validated, when you kind of read the information about your particular type, I'm guessing that's kind of what you meant too, right? Like it was just resonating with you like, oh yeah, that's who I am. And you can feel it like in every cell of your body. Like this is me. This is my being, right? It's, it's energy. It's, it's all energy. Everything's energy. Yes. Everything is energy and everything has energy, but that's a topic for another podcast, right? <laughs> um, so, so, okay. So, so it's interesting. So, so maybe, you know, again, just, you know, explain how, how do you do this? I mean, if somebody's interested in human design, how to, how do they go about it? You know, cause some of these other ones, again, like you take a test or you buy a book or you do something like that. How would you do this with, with human design? Um, you can, there's different uh, sites you can go to. Um, I use geneticmatrix.com and you can, you can get your free profile and you can see your body graph. And unless you know human design, you probably won't have a, much of a clue about what it means. Cause it, you'll see it's, it has um, centers and it has gates and channels and it's got all the planets listed and it's all very it's super, super interesting. And it goes very much in depth and it can also look really confusing. So um, you can find a lot of free information on the internet, but then there's also a lot of like human design guides out there and you can get like a human design reading. Okay. So, and, and I know, you know, cause again, to kind of tie in like with the astrology thing, I, I know that that's, been a thing right i mean i know different astrologers and that's what they do right they they take a look at your charts and then they they kind of read or look at you know based on 
information about you, information about some of these other things that they're looking at to kind of help do things like predict, um, you know, what might transpire for you this next year, as -hmm. an example, right? And I know, again, as I'm talking about this, some people are going to be like, that's just bullshit. Well, I'll tell you folks, on one of my other podcasts, I interviewed an astrologer a few times. This woman, like to the month, you know, uh, uh, knew when the Berlin Wall was going to come down, right? Um, And just stuff that you would not even think about, right? So, So, you know, if you're a little skeptical, just try it out see if it resonates for you because that's what I like to tell people is you know who knows it might work for you it might not work for you but the only way you're going to know is if you try it if you try it and you like it and it's helpful then there's no harm in that right right so you know with that I mean let's you know to to kind of see how it how it really kind of impacted you what what did you learn about yourself, right? That that has been helpful because, you know, because I'm sure you've probably done some of these other things too. But what was it about this, or what did you learn about yourself that really kind of helped pull this together for you? Yeah. So there's. Like when you're talking about like Myers-Briggs or other like personality tests, you have big, um, like there's, there's different groupings within that, right? Or different types. In human design, you also have different types, but like within the type, you have your own unique profile that is unlike anyone else's, right? So it's extremely um, individualized and unique and specific for you. And, and so, yeah, it really um, served me in a way, it, it just, it made me feel like me and my life and my purpose is really needed because no one else on the planet has the same energy that I do. No one else has the exact same shadows and gifts that I have. And for me, a lot of the times I used to feel, and I still do sometimes that, you know, there's so many wonderful people on the planet. There's so many books, podcasts, courses, there's so much, um, there's so many words, there's so much noise. It's like, do I really need to add to that? It's like, do I have anything unique of value that I can actually give to the world? And human design showed me that, yes, I do. And yes, everyone does. There's, there's no one that doesn't have something, the gifts, doesn't have a gift or doesn't have a value. It doesn't have something unique to bring to the world. And, and for me, that was huge. And when, when one person doesn't bring their gifts 
to the world, there's a hole there. There's a void. There's something missing. There's something in the in the in the big picture that could be a blessing to someone that could help someone that could encourage someone that's not going to happen if you don't use your gifts and bring your gifts to the world because in the big picture we all there's a puzzle and we're all a piece and we're all needed and we all fit we fit together perfectly right that because because as you're talking there you know again i think that's that's some things that people need to hear right because i, th I think sometimes we you know it's, it's interesting that you bring up about how even though yes there are types it really is more about the uniqueness of you because i think so much of the time and like you said even you know I'm familiar with Myers-Briggs, a lot of people listening might be, so I'll just use that as an example, mm -hmm. right? Four, four different letter combinations that make up 16 different types, right, if you will, and everybody gets placed in a box. And so, you know, you might go through and read that, or you might read something like your zodiac sign, and it's like, well, you know, about yeah, 50 to 75% of that really sounds like me, but I'm not so sure about the rest of it, right? And so, you know, there's this whole idea of we shouldn't put people in boxes. We shouldn't put ourselves in boxes necessarily, right? Uh, and, and I remember one of the guys that I, that I used to work with, uh, he told me one time with his, with his grandson, well, it was his son or if it was son or, son or grandson, I can't remember. M mixed race couple, mixed race children. And I remember him telling me, you know, what, what he would always tell his kids is don't ever let somebody put you in a box, right? Because so much of life, we want to get put in a box. You know, you take something like race that really doesn't matter. But on how many government forms do you have to mark? I'm white, non-Hispanic, or I am, you know, East Islander, or I am whatever, right? So much of life is trying to put us all in a box in this order, but damn it, I'm not a box. <laughs> You're not a box. Nobody's a box, right? Right. And or, or the other thing where, you know, people try to put us in those boxes or they try to make us conform. Yeah. Right. That unless you're like all the other kids, there's something wrong with you. You know, you're not you in your head. I felt that as a kid. Hell, I still feel that as an adult. <laughs> OK, because <laughs> I'm not like all the other kids. Um. And so that message that you were just sharing too is it's okay to be unique. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be quirky because without all of us being who we are and bringing our own unique experiences and perspective and everything else together, it ain't a pretty picture in the world, right? I mean, imagine if you were trying to paint, paint a painting, but you could only use red paint. Mm 
Boring. Boring. And, and the same shade of red, mind you. Exactly. Right. You just have a canvas full of the same paint. And so it's really, it's all of that difference, uniqueness that actually adds to the overall experience as well. Yes. In human design, we call it conditioning. The, you know, everyone's painted with the same color, put in a box, labeled, organized, you know, it's like, because we understand, we understand boxes. We can, we can label things and then it feels like that's where it belongs in it and, and it's safe, right? Because we're, we're afraid of things that we don't understand. And, and human design has helped me to, well, it, it, your body graph shows you where your strengths are, where your gifts are, and where your potential for conditioning lies too. And it, it's very, it's a very, very powerful system. And it is a system, but it is not a box. Is not a box for anyone. Well, and I'm sure you know. Again, you've you've said how it, it helped you, right, to be able to understand yourself better. Mm -hmm. um, but how how has it helped you? I guess as well to understand other people, or maybe be more compassionate for other people as well. Absolutely, yes. I've ran all my kids' charts and. And I've done, um, you know, readings for other people and yeah, then you can see where they're coming from. You can see their energy, you can see their strengths and their gifts and, and where you might struggle. And, um, another really cool thing you can do with human design is you can, um, do a relationship chart. So you can like overlay one chart on top of another, and you can see where the potential, um, strengths are and also the weaknesses and so that you just so that you're aware of it and then you can allow accept and embrace because that is the path to to freedom to peace we don't no one needs fixing we just need accepting of each other and ourselves. I'm just writing that down. I'm a note taker. <laughs> Nobody needs fixing. We need acceptance. That's and a great we quote. Can only, uh, and we and we can really honestly, I in my opinion, only love and accept others as much as we love and accept ourselves. And when we do it for ourselves, that energy, like it radiates out and it affects other people. There'll be a ripple effect, whether you realize it or not. Because us being authentic gives other people permission to be authentic. And most of us, are afraid to be authentic, right? Yes, we are. Until someone else around us has the courage to actually show us 
and let us know that it's okay. Right. And it's, it's very okay. It's more than okay. It's, it's absolutely necessary for happiness. Well, and I think it's interesting because it's, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot of times with people who are leaders, right, is fix yourself, <laughs> right? Quit trying to fix everybody else, you know, fix yourself, be yourself. And when you do that, right, then your world around you changes. And I think that's, that's pretty much what you're saying here too, right, is that I think so much of the time we, we're trying to fix other people. Mm -hmm. we want to fix other people right um and instead we need to be fixing ourselves and then other things end up changing but that's an area where it's scary for most of us to go right is this whole, whole idea of self-worth self-love that we're scared to go there yeah. but it sounds like going through this process has helped helped you even to be able to accept and love yourself more too by actually understanding and embracing who you who you are absolutely yeah yeah um and something that's related well not it, something that's born out of human design it's a it's a totally different system it's called gene keys and it's based on the eaching and that is something that has helped me just as much or maybe even more than human design. Um, but it just, it goes, it goes very deep. And like we were talking about how you're, how we're all trying to, you know, change other people or fix other people. And when we, when we transform ourselves on the inside, you can transform a relationship just by changing yourself, by healing your own inner wounds, you know, your trauma and the trauma that might not even be yours. It might be ancestral, but by owning it, you can heal it. And then you will automatically heal your relationships. It just, it can't not happen. Well, it's interesting because relationships are one that so many people struggle with, right? Um, and and so much of the time, right, we're, you know, I saw this through my divorce. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, my ex-wife expected me to be a different person and wanted me to be a different person, right? Or as I was changing and growing and developing as an adult, well, I wasn't the same guy that she married. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, no shit, honey. I mean, you know, you can't live life and be exactly the same person the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. And and so much of the time when we're having relationship problems, we want to change the other person, or we, we're hoping or we're we're cajoling or arguing or fighting to get the other person to be different, be the kind of person we want them to be, when instead, it sounds like we should be focusing on ourself, right? That, healing, healing those things, doing those kind of things. 
and then the relationship takes care of itself is that what i'm kind of hearing you say either the other person will respond to how you are changing on the inside healing your wounds and like stepping into your own unique self like your own your own power and they will either respond to that and and change or they'll leave it, so it has to be one of the two yeah so the relationship sorts itself out one way or another right right but and yeah. usually i i think that when they if if you are healing your own self and you are truly loving yourself and loving them and not being attached to the outcome the if the relationship ends it will be peaceful it won't be you know a ton of drama it's a That's very funny. calm and peaceful way to to live you know well and i think it's um you know again as you as you were talking about this it's part of you know again you can learn a lot by doing this about yourself mm -hmm. but it's also some other lessons even if you don't go through and and do this right if you don't go take you know do the human design and get your chart and find out your type and all that kind of stuff the stuff we're talking about is still what you need to hear, whether you do it or not, right? About kind of the self-acceptance and the self-love, working on ourself, you know, making ourself better. Mm -hmm. Because as we change, the world around us changes. And also about being more compassionate for other people. I was I was listening to a training. We're in one of the same programs together, and I was watching one of the videos from that and uh the point that came up you know that everybody in the world is doing the best they know how mm -hmm. with what they have and how true is that right and 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 doesn't that mean that we should have that much more compassion for everybody and celebrate everybody's uniqueness yeah right because like like you said at the beginning right is we all have a special purpose to play mm -hmm. and if we don't play that then that color of paint never makes it on the painting right and that and that one thing because i remember it, it just reminded me of a movie that i watched it was about um turner he was an artist in in um england in the 1800s very famous painter and i remember one scene where he he painted it's very famous painting of of you know there's a boat out in this lake and he goes up you know all of his work is is hung up in the um exposition what, whatever you call it right where and people are going around critiquing it and all of a sudden he walks up and he's got a paintbrush in his hand and the painting's done, right? It's hanging on the wall. And he walks up and he goes, he looks at it, pulls out his paintbrush and he goes, and he does one little daub of like this orangish red color. 
and it was a very muted color painting right grays browns things like that one pop of color at the end and everybody looked at him like what the hell are you doing man you know you don't do this when you're when you're exhibiting the stuff right but how many of us might be that little pop of color that if we don't show up if we don't aren't who we are authentically that daub of paint never makes it on the painting and now when i see that painting by turner what am i drawn to <laughs> that thing right and everybody at the time was say oh you're crazy you just ruined the painting and he didn't ruin the painting did he but he if we made it <laughs> yeah and if we don't show up and be who we are authentically right and allow other people around us to be that way as well we could be missing out on the same kind of thing yep there's a there's a great change happening in the world it's already starting um and there's there's going to be a lot of like big shifts in our emotional solar plexus and we're going to be very gradually over years and years and years, um, like leaving behind this institutionalized type of society that we have right now. And it's going to be more, it's gonna be more like heaven on earth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when people love themselves and when they love others, there's, there's not going to be the strife and the conflict and the wars and the poverty. How can there be? Yeah. Right? And that's something that, I don't know, I felt that for a long time. And in my journey of human design and also the Gene Keys, it's just... It, it's been uh, like confirmed or like I can feel it in every cell of my being. Well, and in my opinion, it's about time <laughs> as well, right? Because I know, um, you know, like we talked about earlier on, I felt this way, you felt this way. A lot of people mm -hmm. out there feel like I'm different, I'm weird, I don't fit in, nobody's going to accept me if I am that way. And there's been so many things that have happened, especially in the last few years, right? That's making it much more acceptable for people to publicly admit who they are, what they do. And again, I'm just using an analogy here. It's not, it's not the end all be all, but, but, you know, if you take, for example, people's sexuality, mm -hmm. For a long time, you never talked about that publicly because it was not allowed, right? If, if, if you were, you know, in a homosexual relationship, that had to be hidden because literally still some places of the world, you can die if, if people find out about that. But over time, there's become a much more growing acceptance of it, right? And, and, the, and the fact of, 
you know, if you're homosexual male, if you're lesbian, now, you know, bisexual, queer, you know, whatever different terms are non-binary, right? If, if people from a gender perspective, if that's how they choose to identify themselves, it's, it's becoming more okay for all of us to admit who we really are underneath, <laughs> right? And it's a beautiful thing because, you know, again, it, it puts fear in the institutions because they want to put us in the box. They want to have a factory line like an old, you know, think about like an old, you know, industrial factory, but that's not who we are. And, and it's becoming more and more accepted and that's what we're going to be living with. Right. So we have to learn how to connect and relate to other people, use their unique gifts, right, to our benefit. Because a lot of times people that we, we think, right, might not fit in the box are exactly the people that we need. And I think I've shared on the podcast before about Temple Grandin, you know, autistic woman, one of the most brilliant minds in the world. And what she has been able to accomplish in her, her push, you know, for autism and other stuff to be, to be recognized as, look, we're not, we're not disabled. We're not, you know, we're not weird. We just have different gifts and we can see the world in a different way than most people can. And the fact that I can see the world in a different way means that I can make suggestions and improvements, right? And that woman has, from an animal cruelty standpoint and, you know, slaughterhouses, because I used to work for a company and we had slaughterhouses, um, you know, to make it, to make the, the pain and suffering of the animal less at the end, um, while still accomplishing the bigger thing, right? And, and there's so much of that that's out there, but if, if we are not willing to show up and be that speck of paint mm -hmm. on the painting, it's never going to happen. Right. And there is no one right way to view anything, to do anything, to think anything. How you see something, how you view something, how you think about something, that's correct. And someone else is going to have a different perspective and that's correct too. Yeah, because in our and, own interpretations, we're correct, but we have different interpretations, right? Right. But that's just, that's just allowing and accepting and embracing like your own views, your own interpretations, and everyone else's too, and just allowing it. There, there's so much peace and so much freedom and ease that, that comes from that. You know, you just focus on yourself, focus on your journey and, and how you can, you know, be a blessing to others and serve others and help others along the ways, but not trying to change them into what you think they should be. Like, who am I to think that I should know even what my kids should be? They're their own unique divine being. How do I know what's meant for them? What's best for them? Everyone knows 
like in your soul, you know who you are and you know what's right for you and you know what your purpose is or you can find it you know in human design or in the gene keys or maybe in other ways but it's all there inside of you all the answers are inside of us already one thing that human design um, shows you is your inner authority and that's how you make decisions that are aligned and correct for you so that you never need to wonder or worry or logically try to think through what should I decide you already know inside your body it's a tremendous tremendous gift well and the more that we get in in touch with that I mean again some people use the word intuition right? That mm -hmm. goes along with that. But the more, the more we learn how that works and tap into that, <coughs> the less we have to be in our head yeah. and the quicker we're able to make decisions, right? Instead of, you know, a lot of people I work with, they want to create a spreadsheet and T columns and all these different things and spend, <laughs> spend two to four weeks trying to make a decision that they already know before they even go through the whole process right mm -hmm. and so what i'm hearing you say is the more we can kind of tap into that understand how how we make decisions and just allow ourselves to make the decision the way we've been programmed instead of trying to do it the way other people would tell us we're supposed to do it we can also make quicker and better decisions as well yes and on one side, yes, you can make a decision that's correct for you at that time. But at, on the other hand, you can't really make a wrong decision, like even because there's no mistakes. It's either going to be the correct decision for you where you have the, you know, the successful outcome that you want, or it'll be a lesson. You know, there's no mistakes. There's no wrong decisions. There's no um yeah do, do you know what i mean how it's it's um it, it just it gives you that freedom it gives you that ease that you don't have to worry you don't have to stress but at the same um, but on the other hand if you know your inner authority then you can much more easily have more outcomes that are what you're looking for and maybe more outcomes that are quicker because we're not Again, there's no right or wrong decision. If we decide and it doesn't serve us, we make a different decision. Right. But sometimes we have to make a lot of those decisions to get us maybe where we could have gotten quicker if we had just relied on that internal guidance system. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there's seven different inner authorities in human design and the mind is not one of them. Yeah. At all. <laughs> Well, because most of those decisions don't come from the brain. They come from the heart or the gut. Yeah, they, they come from our body, like our body yeah. knows, not our mind. Yeah. 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 So tuning into our bodies and getting out of our heads is, it's very, very powerful. Something that I 
have learned and I'm sure I will, well, and I will practice it the rest of my life. Yeah, and continue to. Mm -hmm. All right, Stephanie, this has been a very enlightening and learning conversation for me. I learned a lot. I've taken a whole bunch of notes here. Um, so now I got to go actually do this and figure out what my type is and my uniqueness and uh, get to know myself better, right? So that I can relate with other people better mm -hmm. and really provide my own uniqueness to the world to be able to help in painting that big picture that we're all painting and we're all putting putting little bits of ourself into the overall totality of the human experience. Yes, we're all needed. Everyone has their own unique gifts that they bring and, and without them, it's just not the same. Hmm. Great stuff. Well, you know, I, I know, you know, you've been into this now for, for a little while. And I know I think you help people kind of read through and understand because I know I've seen some of the graphics and it's like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so it looks a little confusing to me um, that that's one of the things that you do help people with. So, it, you know, if people as they're listening to this are like, man, I want to get to know that lady. How, how can they, how's the best way for people to reach out to you um, if they, if they want to? They can find me on Facebook, just send me a message and also Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Okay. So either Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, you mm -hmm. can find her. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, thank you for, um, for coming on. Cause I was the same thing. I was probably where you were a year ago. I've heard about some of this stuff. I kind of keep seeing it in the periphery. Yep. But, you know, one of the other things that I, I try to do is once I, once I hear the same thing two, three, four times, I try to listen, right? Like if, if three or four people are recommending the same book within like a week, I better go buy the book <laughs> and read it because it's, it's something that I need to hear. Right. And this is one of those topics, I think for me too, that is something I'm supposed to do now. So any 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 final thoughts that you'd like to leave with people um as well before we before we wrap up here um can i read a little bit something from a book it's oh, yeah. about the eighth gene key which is transitioning i believe through the earth right now and it's going to be in the full moon tomorrow and the partial lunar eclipse and the eighth gene key is about, it's the shadow of mediocrity. And inside that shadow lies the gift of style, which you were alluding to earlier. You were talking about, you know, how you felt different or weird and a little bit rebellious because you don't fit in a box. And that's exactly what this gift is all about and the eighth gift is the gift of style and true style is always rebellious 
It's rebellious because it's always recreating itself. It isn't afraid of the mundane material plane, and it isn't in reaction to it either. This is a state that's always exploring new paradigms, that's always expanding out of its boundaries into new areas. These are people who aren't afraid of trying new things. They're not afraid of constantly redefining themselves. Their competence derives from their lack of a fixed self-image. They can be a plumber one moment and a pirate the next. The eighth gift has no investment in its own image. It's the process in which self-image is being short-circuited. The moment we surrender to life, we surrender to a dance that's so mysterious, we can never follow it with our mind. That's from a book by Richard Rudd. It's called The 64 Ways. Thank you. As you read that, there were certain things that stuck out to me in particular, which is, I'm sure, why you felt like we needed to read that right now. I so felt that. It's, um, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this because, you know, again, everybody that's been listening, go back and listen to this again. You know, it, it's one of those where um, I tell you a lot. What we're talking about is not what we're talking about. Yep. <laughs> what you think we're talking about, but it's not really what we're talking about if you're really paying attention. So, you know, yeah, go back, get to know yourself better, treat yourself better, give yourself more compassion, show more compassion to other people around you. Um, the world is changing and it's going in a certain direction. You can choose to jump on board or you can keep fighting it, mm -hmm. but it's maybe time for you to start jumping on board instead of trying to fight it. Because, you know, again, kind of the picture that you painted there, boy, we're using that analogy a lot today yeah. of what the future will be is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it is what I think people want. And, you know, for that change to happen, it takes all of us to do our little piece, right? How you change the world is one person at a time. And you change yourself, you change the world around you, right? So there's the bigger key to everything as well. So thank you um, for sharing with us today. Thank you for allowing me. I'm honored. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast and you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, join the Briefing Leadership Program where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. 
If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.